We have to recognize the fact that Avram Avinu was in most ways the most remarkable Jew that ever lived. He was not only the father of the nation, the one who started it all, who is able to challenge the past and create the future. He is the person who understood on his own without a Torah, without a specific book of rules and regulations. He was the person who understood on his own what God wanted of us. And so this parasha, the parasha of Vayera, teaches us who Avram Avinu was and why we hold him in such high respect. And in spite of the fact, in spite of the fact that we have a Torah and that that Torah was given to us, that Torah was given to us by Moshe Rabbeinu, by God through Moshe Rabbeinu. Nevertheless, Avram Avinu remains a model, a, a, a personality. We mention him first in every Shmona Esrei that we say during the weekend on Shabbat and on Yom Tov, Ohe Abraham. The first thing that we mentioned, the first person who comes to mind, and he didn't really bequeath us the Torah. He himself went through certain difficulties, but that doesn't mean that I have to go through those difficulties. If Avram Avinu went to, to Egypt because of a famine in Canaan, that means I've got to kind of prepare myself living in Eretz Israel today for a famine so that I could be like Avram Avinu. No, no, Avram Avinu started it off, but once you start it off, it becomes part of your nature. It becomes part of who we really are. And so in the parish of Vayera, there are several events that help us to understand who Avram Avinu was, but none of them is as profound as the one in Parakut Chet Patuki Pasuki Zayin 17 that begins with the words Vashem Amar. God looks at Avram Avinu, I mean, you can't even imagine it, and say, I've got to do something differently. Let's look at the Pasuk. Vashem Amar, Avraham. Of course, I'm not doing that. God says, Am I covering up something? Am I preventing Abraham from knowing it? Et asher ane oseh. That which I'm about to do. What I'm about to do, destroy the five cities led by Stom and Amora because of their wickedness. So Hashem amamach We don't understand why. We don't understand what, what this means. Well, God has to report to Abraham Avinu. We're talking about the kind of justice. God's in charge. The cities were wicked. It was determined somehow that they deserved to be destroyed. So why should 
able to talk to Abraham. So the next Pesukim sort of explain it, but not quite. Pesuk Yudchet, Abraham, Ayo Yeli Goy Gadol. Abraham, after all, is going to be a great nation. Gadol, Vatsum, and powerful. The and all the nations will be blessed because of Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu will save the world. I know him. I know Abraham Avinu. Remember, this is God speaking, musing. I know him. I know Avram Avinu, Liman Asher Yitzaveh et Banav, Red Beito. He is the one who is going to command, to direct, to educate his children and his household, Acharav. He will educate them in a proper manner. Vishamru, Vishamru Derech Hashem, Laasot Stakal Mishpat. And they will go in Derech Hashem. Bishamru Derech Hashem. What does that mean? Bishamru, what's the Derech Hashem that we're talking about? The way of God. I mean, where is Abraham Avinu going to know this from? And what difference does it make to HaKadosh Baruch Hu if he teaches his children Bishamru Derech Hashem la'asot staka u'mishpat? Charity? And judgment. In order, in order that God should actually bring to Abraham at that which he is has spoken about. So these are just marvelous psukim. I mean, you can't get over the fact that God is so appreciative of, uh, of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, imagine you say that about somebody, Kiyadativ. God says, I know him. Meaning, I think, I know him down to his essence. He can't fool me. I know, really know who he is. And you flatten out Avram Avinu. You get what God knows. And what does God know about his Abraham Avinu? He's concerned about his children. He will teach his children. He will command his children, direct his children. All of those words are good interpretations or translations of Yitzaveh. See, it's a bad banav. I mean, we think it means command, but you don't, you know, you go around commanding your children. That doesn't always work so well. Red beito acharav, and his entire, in the entire community of Avram Avinu's family, Vishamru derech Hashem. They'll keep up the derech Hashem. What's the derech Hashem? What is that? Lasot stakal mishpat, right? That's what it is. Stakal mishpat. Okay, 
you know, those of course we could think about those words for a long time. Tzedakah mishpat, tzedakah meaning you could create justice through tzedakah. If you assume that poverty is not an illness that cannot be corrected, so tzedakah is the correction of poverty. You have to come to the conclusion somehow that poverty is contraindicated in the created world, that there shouldn't be any, any, any poverty. And in order for there not to be poverty, you'd have to have staka. And here Avram Avinu understood that that's Derech Hashem, but that's what God wants, that God somehow, the test for us is the eradication of poverty, and mishpat, doing the right thing instead of doing the wrong thing. And who was the possessor of the right thing in the time of Avram Avinu was Avram Avinu. He knew, he understood, and say he knew, not in a learning sense, but he, he understood that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had demands and that he was prepared to fulfill those demands. He was prepared to fulfill those demands. That's what he's going to be. He's going to be different than anybody who came before him. Because with Avram Avinu, there's a certainty about he's going to produce clones, people like him, people like him, because that's what he's committed to. He's not just committed to having children, not just committed to having those progeny that represent ownership. No, he wants people who understand what he understands, and he's going to work for that result. They will keep the ways of God, which Avram Avinu knows somehow. So, the Pasukim say, these three Psud Zion and Yudchet, Yudet, these three Psukim create a, a kind of notion of the world that we're living in. Which means, doesn't make any sense. I have to tell him. I have to tell Abraham because Abraham is the judge of divine action. Abraham Avinu knows what staka and mishpat are. Remember, there's a famous Rambam. If you turn to page two, there's a famous Rambam. I would turn to page two if I could. The next next page, sorry. It's page three. Uh, no, more, more. The next page. Next page. No, a lot further. Ah, uh, here we are. Here we are. See the Rambam Milchot Beyot Perak Aleph Olachazayim. The Rambam. 
the laws of knowledge. Deot. Deot means, for the Rabbah, it means you think about it and you come to a conclusion. And that, that's worth something. That's something that, in other words, we don't only serve God by doing the mitzvot, but of course we have to do the mitzvot and we have to do them in the proper manner. We have to take into account all the novel halachic position with all of that. But besides that, we have to think about things. And that's also the divine will. It was with the reason that God gave us the ability to think about things is because, amazingly, God wants us to think about those things. So the Rabbah presented this idea that there was a golden mean and you have to be in the middle, not too much to the right, not too much to the left. How is it that a person is going to get himself to do these things? These ideas that come out of intellect, out of your understanding, out of your interest in doing the right thing, just like Avram Avinu. So the Rabbim says, there's a question. How do I get these things to be part of me? How do I get myself so involved that they become second nature? Do them and do them again the second time, do them a third time and do them over and over again, uh, act in according with these middle kind of ideas. And you go over it again and again and again. Until everything is kind of simple. And they won't be difficult for him at all. These positive opinions that the Ramam is talking about, they will become part of his very essence, his soul. He will become a person, a person. And these things are kind of in, uh, impressed upon us from the creation, the creator of they're the intermediate, right? This is the Rambam, this is the Rambam's idea. Which we have to go and create. You know those words, it's in the Pesach that we just read. That's what is. Derech Hashem is the ability to use your mind in a way that produces the result that is appropriate to God. God wants you to do that. God wants you to be well that to be original. Doesn't want you to give up anything, but wants you to be involved. Right? They create derech zo derech Hashem. And if you have any doubts about it, look at the Rambam, the He. Shalamad Abraham Avinu Levanav. This is what, what? No, Lamad. The He Shalamad Abraham Avinu Levanav. 
That's what Avram Avinu taught his children. What did he teach them? Derech Hashem. And what's Derech Hashem? It's the ability to make the correct move, the correct decision. These decisions come up all the time. That's Derech Hashem. But in the time of Avram Avinu, that's all there was. I mean, that's such a small thing. And this is the reference. I know Avram Avinu. He's going to command his children, direct his children, teach his children, make it obvious to his children that what we do is Derech Hashem. That's what we do. It's not just at given times or given places, although there are times that are important. And there are places that are important, but there's also Derek Hashem. What you do all the time, right? All the time. Derek Hashem. If you go in this way, the way that the, that the Ramam presented, he brings goodness and blessing to himself. God brought to Abraham all the things that he bear So that the Rambam, the Rambam saw that Pasuk. I mean, you have to understand it's Abraham Avinu, it's before Matan Torah. It doesn't contain a book of obligations. It doesn't take any, this does not contain specific acts that we are supposed to do. And yet, the Rambam includes it in his book of regulations. There are regulations, you know, he called them soft regulations. You gotta get the right thing for you for you this time for the way you are doing it. That's what you have to do. That's according to the Rama. That's according to the Rama. Now, if we can go back to the Rashi and those first psukim, back to the Rashi. Uh, 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 that's it. Great. Thank you. Remember the pasuk said The Rashi says bitmiya. means it's a question. It says no God. He's saying, gee, I don't know. It's a little hard for me to do that imitation in a proper manner. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, the stone, what I'm going to do to the stomites. Raji tried to explain. What could this possibly mean? I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to do this and not tell Avram Avinu what I'm doing. Anina tati lo eta aretz azot. Rashi. Rashi terrific. Anina tati lo eta aretz I, God, have given Avram Avinu this land, the land of Canaan. Vavi chamisha krachina lalo shelorets of these five cities that are going to be destroyed. They actually belong to Avram in a manner of speaking. Shinemar. The Canaanite city, the country of Canaan, starts at Zidon in the north, Stoma to the east, and the south, etc. 
Abraham, I'm sorry, so that, that Abraham is the owner of the land on which these cities are built. And since he's the owner and I, I'm going to destroy those cities, don't you think I should tell him? Don't you think I should tell him? And then furthermore, it says, Karati Oto Abraham. And what's Abraham? I call him Abraham, not Abraham. Avhamon Goyim, the, the master of many nations. <laughs> you have to divide it into two, this Rashi. I'm going to destroy the children in Sidon and not, not, even though he's Abhamon Goyim. He, Abraham, is the father of many nations. So I'm going to get rid of a few nations and not tell him? I mean, it seems like, the, the, according to Rashi, there's a contradiction between, this is what Rashi explains, HaKadosh Baruch, is that there's a contradiction between the ownership that, that, uh, that Avram has and the fact that God can do anything. And and Avraham is an attempt to diminish that contradiction. Then we'll see why, but that's the idea. But I just want you to know that the last two words, the last two words here, how could I how could I do away with the children and not tell the father? And then she says, it's a Yishayahu, Abraham. Oh, Avi, that's what God said about Avraham Avinu. In other words, I would say it's like Avraham Avinu says, says, he's the father, he's responsible, and I'm not going to tell him. And, and, and not only that, but according to the Navi, Avraham was Ohavi, Akadosh Baruch said, meaning that Avraham was like the son of the father. Of, of of Hashem. So how would that work? That on the one hand, Abraham is the son, and on the other hand, the sons are all being done in. I mean, you could you could say something about this. I mean, it's true that God promised the land to Abraham Abinu, but it's probably also true that Am Yisrael inherited the land only after Kibush Nachalach after they conquered the land and gave it out so that people were living in that land. But you could say that there may be, you know, the two kinds, there's a kind of a promised land and God is the promiser. It's as good as done, you could say, but it's not done yet. So there was this question and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show us that even though Avraham Avinu had not gone through the entire process of ownership, his, the likelihood of ownership was 100%. was 100%. Okay, Pasuk Yudchet, Avraham Ha'oyeyeh, Avraham Ha'oyeyeh, Medrash Agada, Seicher Tzadik Libracha, O'il V'hizkiro Bechot, Upshuto, he says, so Rashi mentions the, the 
the drasha and the, and the pasuk, zecher tzadik libracha, the memory of the tzadik is libracha. It's like just mentioning the tzadik is good. But there's another interpretation. There's another interpretation that ho'il v'izkiro v'erchom, that when you mention the name of a tzaddik, you bless him. You bless him. So that's Abraham, the beginning of a bracha. And then Rashi adds a pshutaho. You know that Rashi sometimes gives multiple interpretations. One of the interpretations is often called pshuto, the thing that relates more to the uh, So he says here, Pshuto, again, at the middle of Yudchet, before Yudchet, Pshuto, the simple interpretation is, I'm going to hide this from him. I'm going to hide from him. I'm not going to make myself known to him. He's beloved. In order to be a great nation, the Barech and everybody will will be blessed through Avinu. I'm struck by those words, because you know that that this was the situation with Cain and Hevel. Cain tried to hide from God, even in direct conversation. Where is your brother? Am I the one who's supposed to be the father of my brothers? Now we have this, the Pasukit Tetris begins with the words which is the Pasuk that we saw the Rambam mentioned. But here Rashi says in a somewhat greater to know somebody very well, right? To know the real person, that's that's chiba, that's affection, love. That's what you what you you certain you know the other person. Kimo modala isha, You know that this was the method in uh, in those days. You wanted to know what a word meant. You found it with other places in the Tanakh where it seemed to you more uh, obvious. That really what the word means is to know something. He says that's what when you like somebody, when you love somebody, when you have uh, feelings for somebody, you come close to that person, and why was it that God knew Avraham? He 
He teaches his children to be like me, to do my way, God says. I know that he's going to command it. That's what the Targum says. Okay, we'll get back. We'll get back to that. Yitzaveh refers to teaching his children, right? Yitzaveh, Lishon Hoveh. Even now, Kimo Kachayase Iyov. He'll do it now. Leman Havi. Can you move it up a little, Ezra? Maybe I can move it up, up. Thank you, thank you. Leman Yitzaveh, Leman Yitzaveh. Leman Hevi Kach Hu Mitzaveh Livanav. Shemrut Derech Hashem. Keep with the way of God. Kedei Shiyavi Hashem. Shiyavi Hashem al Abraham. Al Beit Abraham lo Neamar. It doesn't say in the Pasuk, the house of Abraham. Ela al Abraham. He'll bring this blessing to Abraham. Lamadnu kol ha-ma'amid ben sadiq ke'ilu enomet. That if a person has a righteous son, it's as though he hasn't died. So Rashi is kind of focusing our attention on this quality that Avram Avinu has. It's a remarkable quality that you have something, you've got to pass it on. You've got to give it over, as they say, in some sort of English language. You have to give it to the people who need it, who deserve it, who should get it. First and foremost, your own children, your own family. You have to, you can't keep it a secret. It's not philosophy. It's derech Hashem. It's not something that is for the very few. It's something that everybody could connect to. It's totally connectable. And that's because that's the way God wants it to be. Not because it's not profound and not because it's not something that you could study and learn, but because HaKadosh Baruch wants to do that. And how do we know that? We know that from these psukim, because that was Avraham Avinu's Chiddush. It's true that philosophically he was unparalleled. He was able in a world of idolatry to come up with the idea of one God. And you understand that the idea of oneness is difficult. We don't even think about it. We think about one God sort of, I mean, not we, I don't mean we, but there are those who think about one God as being the same as saying one table. The only thing is if you say one table, you know that you could have another one. You could build another table that's exactly the same as the first, and then you'd have two tables. So that was the original problem with idolatry, that one table, two tables, they couldn't get it out of their heads that, that, that one 
There is a one that cannot be duplicated. There is a one that is oneness. Now that's like something hard. I understand. I understand it's hard. But Avram Avinu got it. And he got it living in a world where no one else got it. Pretty remarkable. I mean, it's true that sometimes you have great philosophers or thinkers who are the first, but you look carefully at it, you see they're not the first. If somebody else got almost to that, that some another person thought about it and the third person argued about it. Uh, okay, I mean, I don't take away his, his, his uh, glory of being the first. Let him be the first. But Adam Avina was the first in a world in which no one else ever thought the thought that Avram Avinu thought. So I would say, I would say that in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to teach us that there is a Derech Hashem, that there is a way. I mean, we have to work at it. It's not like it's, it's not written down any place. It's, it's something that comes up and we have to be able to deal with it all the time. Derech Hashem. There is this Derech Hashem and this Derech Hashem was the invention of Avram Avinu. And because of that invention of Avram Avinu, Kodesh Baruch Hu said, Kodesh Baruch said, Anim Avram. It was like Abraham Avinu forced, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu to share. Abraham Avinu's commitment to justice was so great that he forced HaKadosh Baruch Hu to come clean, so to speak, to be a consultant, to be one of the judges that would actually decide the future of the people of Sodova Mora, maybe because he was a part owner or expected ownership or had such faith in the promise of God that that itself indicated his, his ownership. Now, if we go back to the first page, we go back to the first page, Ezra. Let me go back. What is this? Oh, oh there it is. Thank you. Now, I want... Uh, Yeah, Pasuk Kav Gimel. You see Pasuk Kav Gimel 23? Pasuk Kav, let me see if I can get it. Request. Okay, here it is, Kav Gimel. Vayigash Avraham. That's the complaint. Could you, did you, will you destroy the good and the bad? Now, where did Abu get this idea from? I think he got this idea from, from the stories that we all know. The last story is the, the Mabu. The last story is the Mabu. If you look at the, at the I don't want to move, change it right now, but you know that, that the Gemara says, that Noah was also not uh, not a grocer tzaddik, as they say. They usually say it about little children. Where a grocer tzaddik it makes actually makes sense. But the Noah, the Gemara said that Noah was not a grocer tzaddik. And then Noah was a chain. 
God sort of like said, okay, you got to be somebody, you got to save somebody in the old world to start out the new world. So it'll be Noah. It'll be Noah. Meaning, are you going to do what you did before? Are you going to do what you did before? You're going to destroy the entire world because of Stone Mamura, or are you going to destroy all of Stone Mamura, which will create a pattern for the rest of the world? So what about that? What about the 50 tzaddikim? Is Avram Avinu talking? Talking to God? Chalila lecha ve'azot gadavarazeh. Chalila. Chalila means like one of the interpretations is chol. That's what the word chol. Like, like non-sacred. Not sacred. You turn the whole world against God. Imagine He's standing there and giving Musar to heaven. That will turn out that everybody will conclude that it doesn't make any difference if you're righteous or you're not righteous. The end is the same. What an accusation. What Avram Avinu. Avram turns to God and says, look, you want me to be just. You want me to teach justice. You want me to, to feel that's the need for tzedakah. Well, you can't have a world in which everybody gets killed. Tzadik Rasha. This is an accusation. One time. One time. So we know from Rashi. And we learned that Rashi. So I, I, I didn't put it on the sheet, but we know from Rashi, the end of the Pasha of uh, it says, Vayamot Terach Becharan. You remember, Terach led the family from Urkastim to Haran. And he stayed in Haran. And eventually he died. But way before he died, the Torah says, Vayamot Terach Becharan. It says that Terach died in Haran. Now, this is correct. That Terach died in Haran. But this is before Avram Avinu led the family from Haran to Eretz Kinan. And Rashi says, that the word Haran, that word Haran. The nun of Haran is backwards. You know what a nun, like a nun has like a little cap on it. So it usually faces forward. In this case, it faces backwards. And we know that there's a problem. Every place we look, we never found a safer Torah like that. Okay. So Rashi says, what is that 
backwards gun come to remind me of Mekan Adkan Paron Hafashem. God treated the world angrily with anger. The, the, the determination was anger. What's the anger? What's the determination of anger? The anger is what Rash, what what uh, what Avram says. Chalila lachami asos b'baratzay lamit tzadikim rasha. That comes from anger. Lamit tzadikim rasha. When you do something and you're not able to make that kind of a distinction, so Avram Avinu said, "You better not do that because that will make us into those kinds of people." That will turn us into the people who are Lamit Sadiq in Russia. So Rashi taught us at the end of the parasha of Noah, end of the parasha of Noah, that there was Mamed, the end of the, the end of the parasha of Noah, that history was in kind of within the, the notion of divine anger. Anger meant that there was no longer a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. And that kind of situation cannot, the world cannot maintain. And if there was no distinction between the righteous and the wicked. So HaKadosh Baruch said, in some manner or other, I don't mean to take it lightly, but HaKadosh Baruch said, I better talk to Avram Avinu. I better make sure that we're both on the same page. I better make sure that Avram Avinu understands what he has accomplished and how important it is for him to continue to accomplish it. And so Avram Avinu said, what if there are 50 tzaddikim? Or they're 40 or 30. So HaKadosh Baruch assures him that unlike the situation with Noah and the flood, every person who is in the category of righteous will be saved. And even those who are in less than perfectly righteous, like Noah himself, like Noah himself, they will also be saved. And this was the beginning of the new world. And it was the beginning of the world that Avram Avinu recreated through his understanding. It was understanding. You have to recognize the fact. He didn't have a Gemara. He didn't have a Shulchanara. But he knew what God wanted of him. And in turn, he knew what he wanted of God. And that's the story that is told about Stone, Amora, Avraham, Avinu. Avraham Ohavi. The Navi says in the Rambam quotes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's feeling for Avraham Avinu was like a lover. And a lover is someone who knows very well. Knows who the other person is. Knows who. Avraham Avinu is, and that's the relationship that existed between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Avraham Avinu. And even though we are children of the law, 
even though we spent hours upon hours and days and weeks studying the law, the halacha, we start the year off with a study of the world that Avram Avinu created, because that's the world that we have to live in, that we want to live in. And that's the world that makes the world of the law livable. All the best. Have a good Shabbos.